Hi everyone, it's Hannah. And Holly, and we're just here to say that um, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show us some support, we now have a Patreon, um, which will be linked in the description. So head on over there. We've got very exciting things coming, uh, including Celebrity Corner and Bad Book Club. So if that's something you'd like to hear more about, go check it out. And thank you for your enduring support. We love you. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And with me, Holly. We talk about culture and we hang out and we have lots of fun and we hope you do too. And if you enjoy what you hear today, feel free to follow us on all the social media. It will be linked in the description or mm-hmm. you could always give us a review if you're feeling especially nice or especially mean, I guess. Um, just do what you want. If you want to get in touch, please do as well. Um... But yeah, overall, I think we hope you're having a good time. Yeah, in good, life. Vibes. good vibes. Good vibes. Um, happy October as well. Yes. Welcome. Punch, punch, the first of the month. Yeah, it's the first day of the month for us, but... Um, oh yeah, it won't Not be for you, you guys. <laughs> you're <laughs> in the future. We always like to begin this podcast by discussing pop culture from a week before we really dive into the hearty stuff that we're going to talk about today. Holly, what have you been seeing this week? What has caught your eye? Again, I think in a continuation from last week, it's not been a great week for women everywhere. But in connection to that, R. Kelly has actually been charged with racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Yes. So everyone's talking about how this is such like a pivotal moment and people are actually listening to black women. And, um, you know, it's, it's really finally good step in the direction yep. for his victims and survivors Absolutely. that have been campaigning for decades for this to happen so yeah you know absolutely so pleased for them and i'm glad he's going to jail Same. um shane dawson has wormed his little sweaty face back up onto um the internet yes and he appeared on Ryland's podcast and Jeffree Star alluded to them um, releasing a video together, I think maybe today, which is Friday the 1st for us. But Oh, okay. So you might know, know more yet. about it than us at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, He's determined to make this comeback. Like, no, but, but what? Does he not know how to do anything else? Like, he's, what, 33 I, I and... I don't know that he does. I honestly don't. Um, I think if he's going to do it, just do it you know yeah stop <laughs> to quote nike just do it like people aren't gonna like it i feel like he keeps hinting yeah. towards it and then people are like oh my god don't do it and he doesn't do it and then a couple of weeks later it's coming back again just yeah. do it like and get it get over it, with yeah bite the bullet <laughs> most people aren't gonna like it but like yeah. you've got some devoted fans who want this so if you're gonna do it do it and stop wasting our time yeah and i i've definitely feel like not that I would get into that position that he's currently in. Yeah. But if it, if I was Shane Dawson facing this dilemma of, yeah. like, semi-admitting that you needed to be chased off the internet, but then yeah. you're like, oh, but will you let me back now, please? Because it's been really hard and I've had a great break for my mental health and it's all going well. Yeah. I think he should just change his name and, like, make candles on Etsy. Oh my and gosh, I think yes. that would be holistic. And nobody would know, just, like, ditch the Shane Dawson brand. Yes. You know, you could call it, like the pig farm or something you could do it in like yeah. an homage to what it is but nobody knows and you just quietly 
make something on Etsy. I just feel like, you know, all these times when people leave the internet and they say how good it is for their mental health, do you think he's actually seen, like, a qualified psychiatrist, therapist? Like, because I, I think he so. needs one. Yeah. Because, like, you know what, like, I'm the thing is, I'm not going to watch his comeback. No. If neither. it does happen, when it does happen. But I would feel a little bit better about him making this unwanted comeback if I knew he'd sought out professional help. Yeah. And he could assure people of that and could tell them why everything he did was wrong. But if he yeah. can't and he's not sought help for that, then how... You know, like, they were pretty... Like, it's not just an issue of dark jokes. He was doing some pretty messed up things. And, you know, mm. get help. Yeah, like, deep psychological, like, years of therapy kind of help. Like, I think that would be a better use for it but like, it does and, sh- yeah and then we wouldn't like i feel like he's and he's not the only one is so reliant on youtube maybe mm-hmm. if he had this professional help and maybe he has but maybe if he had it he wouldn't be so reliant on it and he wouldn't constantly be saying i'm coming back i'm coming back and also yeah. when you make a comeback you really want the big comeback to be with jeffrey star <laughs> he's really sold his lot in and this is why i think he should just like ditch it all and mm. not do it and obviously you know you he's seen david dobrik come back he's seen james charles come back after like a couple of months and he's probably like oh but i did it like over a year ago so everyone's gonna have forgotten but it's his whole youtube career has yeah. been vile like it's you know there's very little to have redeemed it except in like a three-year period maybe when it was kind of yeah. wholesome content but before that the, re- the reason he became like the name he was was terrible for terrible reasons so i think he should just ditch it and just do something holistic make some bracelets or something like i don't know i like don't know what he what are his talents (laughs) what are his talents oh you know what okay so he likes making videos just really back ryland yeah ryland's fairly unproblematic just really back him make all his videos for him be his producer yeah. Just back yeah. people. Like you, if you don't that's need your to passion, be in front of the camera, yeah. Just do that. Because, yeah. like, Ryland, I feel like people could forget about his controversy because his controversy yeah. is mainly just being with Shane Dawson. <laughs> By association, yeah, yeah. That's the main thing. So, back them, back, yeah. like, Morgan, who people loved, Morgan, yeah. Ryland's sister, just back the people near you, get their money, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But then we're not his P- PR people, so we should be though. PR people, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he does, hire better ones. Because <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then my final one is a Britney update, Yay. which has been unfolding over the past couple of days. Yep. So a judge has su- suspended Jamie from the conservatorship, where he asked to be um, taken off it, yep. which would have meant that he wouldn't have paid the like legal fees that he's yep. accrued, and he would have managed to avoid quite a lot of like accountability and paying money back but because he's been suspended he has to pay them all and it it's a slight change in the legality of it so um there's also been a couple of documentaries coming out about britney i haven't watched them the new york times have done a follow-up yeah to framing britney and there's a terrible one on netflix and britney's not happy about either of them so i haven't watched either i kind of don't want to watch another one until we're hearing britney talk about it Herself. Yeah, if she wants to make a documentary. Yeah, because we had one. I don't know. I mean, let us know if you've watched them and you think that they were actually really helpful and informative, yeah. but I don't know what else they're going to tell us that we don't know. Um, so at this point, I think 
we just leave it up to Brittany if she wants to talk about it more she can but just support her and yeah, yeah it seems that we're getting further forward it's been months but finally yeah he is no longer her conservator and that is the well it's not the best outcome but it's the first of hopefully many yes. good outcomes so Absolutely. yay, yay. yay. Uh, I that was my main one for today and then there was one that I think kind of I wanted to talk about because kind of links to one of our past podcasts so the supermodel linda evangelista very famous back in the day um like basically came out recently on her instagram to say she had gone to get cosmetic surgery done it was like a fat freezing thing and um basically she says that she's been left brutally disfigured by it because it went wrong and she tried to get two corrective surgeries and neither of them have worked and i just felt that fit in quite nicely to the i mean obviously it's a horrible thing to happen but it fit in nicely (laughs) to the podcast we did on plastic surgery go check that out if you want to where we talked about you're not always presented these dangers. I mean, she is a supermodel. She will have all the money she needs to pay the best people to do these surgeries. Mm -hmm. Even with all that money, the best surgeons can still be making, like, critical mistakes. I mean, personally, I've seen pictures of her. I don't think she is brutally disfigured. But still, it went wrong, and I think that needs to be presented to more people that plastic surgery can still go wrong and you need to have the all the information before you get it done yeah Yeah, because i think everyone instantly thinks you go from i mean we talked about this but you instantly go from um looking like nothing and then to a kardashian instantly like you have one procedure and that's it but i think that's the pro that's what's so misleading about it that it's actually Mm. a surgical procedure in a lot of these cases so she had like a fat freezing freezing, thing so it's called cool sculpting i don't really know okay. like, the whole extent of that how dangerous it usually is or whether it's a pretty routine procedure if you guys know please let us know but where did she have it was it on her face body i assume oh right okay but i don't i think again it kind of speaks to like a pressure that you can be the most one of the most beautiful women in the yeah. world and you still get to a point in your life where you're like i need to have something done to yeah uphold this or change it and i Mm. yeah i don't know i just thought it was kind of interesting but that's all the pop culture i have from this week i didn't think it was a particularly pop culture heavy moment and like holly said kind of a sad week for women um but i hope we have you know looked on the bright side a little bit as we can looked on some positives um it's, it's just it's difficult because you never know what really to mention or what to not mention. And I always yeah. think it's like, just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean we're not aware and deeply saddened by the world at the yeah, moment. Exactly. Um. <laughs> but I feel like there is an element of like, when you're living with it every day. Yeah. It's nice to have an escape. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. it was nice that we could talk about some positive things that have happened for women this week, like Brittany and the survivors of r kelly and things like that yeah. i think that was a really positive move forward so i am very happy for those people Absolutely. and i'm happy that r kelly will be going away for a very very long time because it's about bloody time isn't it yep. okay so continuing our sort of season of girl bosses we're talking about another girl bus this week uh, potentially my favorite because she's you know, the others kind of call themselves a scammer. Like, they say, we're scammers. <laughs> no. This this is a scam. 
Um, <laughs> who are we talking about this week, Holly? We are talking about Miss Anna Sorkin slash Delvey. Sorkin yep. is her real name. Anna Delvey is the name she assumed for her, her fraudulent spree around the high society of New York in, so, I think it's like between 2013 and 2018. Yeah, I think so. I think we immediately get a parallel from like Caroline Calloway last week mm-hmm. in the name changing section, except they changed <laughs> them for very different reasons because Caroline wanted to change it to seem like a better writer so it'd look good on the cover of books. Whereas <laughs> Anna just changed it to scam people or I don't know. <laughs> I assume it was all part of her scam. I assume everything was part of her scam. Um, But yeah, if you don't know, we will talk through the whole story. But essentially, she scams her friends and businesses out of approximately $275,000. I thought it was would have been more. Me too. I thought it was going to be like a million or something. Yeah, same. Um, It's still like a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it, when you look into like the stuff she was doing, <laughs> and she's doing it in New more. York, like it should have been more. <laughs> I'm not really sure why it wasn't more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Holly says, she's actually born Anna Sorokin, and her father is a Russian truck driver. And then they moved to Germany at one point. Yeah. She's clearly quite intelligent. She knows all these languages. And um, after that, she moves to London to do an internship at a PR firm. And at that point, she supposedly starts going by Anna Delvey. So I don't know if it was more of like right. a... I a don't know if it's... rebranding for the Yeah, PR I think maybe company, it was a rebrand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after that, she moves to Paris to start an internship at like a high-end magazine called Purple. So she's clearly quite bright. Um, yeah. She's moving about the place. She is kind of living a good life already. Yes. Without really needing to lie about who she is. I know, and I think that's like... I think it's such an interesting case because she succeeds and she gets so far with it. Yeah. And it's only when the money doesn't show up that people start to question her. <laughs> but for a like long time, like people are rich enough that it doesn't matter that she doesn't pay them back. It very much is the situation from like the bling ring when they're stealing yes. from Paris Hilton and they're just taking a little bit each time. <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't notice. And there is a part of you that's like, well, if the opportunity's there, I think we all have a small bit of us that's like, would you not like you mm. could give it a go. You know, like if you but if you're in a jewelry shop alone, the people who worked there had so, for some reason gone to the back and there was like a diamond ring just out right in front of you. The thought <laughs> would cross your mind. Yeah. I could just take that right now. Yeah. But most people would then be like, not worth it, is it? <laughs> the, it's like she just didn't have that thought. She just The thought was there of, I could take that. And then she thought, might as well. And she did. <laughs> yeah. And then she kept doing it and she kept doing it. And to the point where she obviously bought into the persona so much that it was just true because even when it's falling apart, my, I mean, we'll get, we will go on to it, but yep. my, my favourite parts are where she still does like the princessy thing, even oh, yeah. when like she's got nothing she's got nowhere to stay she's like begging to stay on people's couches and they're like i'll give you some water and she's like yeah but is it um was it pellegrino water the bottled yep. expensive water yep. and i was like anna yeah it's the jig is up like <laughs> she doesn't quit she does not no. quit um so fair yeah, enough no. to her um so part of the lie is so she gets on the 
NYC social scene. I'm yeah. very much envisioning like a Gossip Girl vibe. Probably isn't that, but that's what I'm thinking. She's going clubbing with celebrities or at least influency <laughs> style people. She's having a good time. But at the same time, the reason this has happened is she's lied to everyone and said, listen, I am a German heiress and I'm about to inherit $60 million. <laughs> so just hang with me. I'm going to buy you everything you want yeah. uh, as soon as I inherit that that everything's going to be great. So everyone's hanging out with her. They're all having a great time. And I I wonder what she was like to hang out with because I feel like she would have been... Is she a lot Weird. of fun or are people kind of taking advantage of her as well? I think maybe... Maybe because she's like pretending with yeah. all the trappings of wealth. She's, exa- she's like extravagant and will just buy everything and everyone kind of loves that because she's doing not what everyone else is doing. Yeah. But I, from the pictures, like the club photos that I've seen, she looks so awkward, I as we know. all do yeah. in these horrible sweaty club photos. But I thought the they'd way, be more so glamorous. Like, it's kind of, they're not glamorous they're not at glamorous. all. <laughs> they're really not glamorous. No. And you just think, oh, Anna. But I'm, I'm kind of... Oh, yeah, I'm just amazed that she managed to pull it off and no one questioned it longer. Because she had, like, I reckon she had, like, four or five years yeah, on the circuit before. Yeah. Did you read all the different lies she told about what her dad actually did? Yeah. What was it? What were all the different ones? I was like. So he was a Russian oil tycoon. Yeah. But then it depended on who she was talking to because she clearly <laughs> gauged that some people would not be into that. So for some, he was like into environmental science. Oh, he's solar power. Yeah, yeah solar power. Also... So it depended who she talked to for that one because some people wouldn't like oil tycoons. So she went down yeah. the environmental route. Like she's hanging out with Greta Thunberg in NYC clubbing and she's like, oh, she's, probably, she's not going to be too keen on my dad's source of income. I'm going to change that up. <laughs> I do like um, Rachel Williams, who she does um, make pay $62,000 at some point, but we will get on to that. Um, she writes like a lot of think pieces after this. So the one she writes for Vanity Fair, yep. she says her default setting was haughty. She didn't take herself too seriously. She was quirky and erratic. She acted with the entitlement and impulsivity of a once spoiled, seldom disciplined child offset by a tendency to befriend workers rather than management and let slip the occasional comments suggesting a deeper empathy. So she'd be like, it's a lot of responsibility to have people working for you. People have families to feed. That is no joke. So I think maybe that was part of the appeal that she was, she couldn't like find a niche market really. So yeah. she like kind of befriended everybody yeah. and bought affection, and quite, I think. Yeah. And so I do feel like there was, she's definitely using people, but I think people are probably using her as well because yeah, if you've got so. someone that's willing to pay for all your meals, you're probably going to take advantage of that. But I think the, the Rachel thing is kind of, that's the thing that kind of disappoints me in her because there is a bit of you to begin with that's like, well, she's just kind of taken from the rich and yeah. they're not even noticing. So again, it's the sort of Paris, uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah bling ring situation obviously it's not the right thing to happen but there's a bit of you like if it's gonna happen to anyone yeah maybe the people who aren't, aren't gonna notice um but then she we will get into it but she st- like she takes money from rachel who is her friend and is not super wealthy 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's the kind of disappointment. It, it should all be disappointing, but that's the bit where she like, <laughs> falls at the last hurdle. That's like the too far bit. Um, I love that she stays in the Eleven Howard, which costs roughly $400 a night. And that's not like one of their deluxe suites, no. but it's $400 a night. And she's like, yes, this is where I'm going to set up and stay she apparently just tipped everybody a hundred dollars at a time she just had like all this cash that she would just throw at people essentially this is why i think she initially is like not an unlikable character because she tips those employees well like i don't know i'm sure maybe in these sort of hotels some people are tipping quite well as well but it says that she sent a case of 1975 don perignon to one of, one of the staff at the Eleven Howard just like randomly sent them some champagne that will be worth like a ton just randomly See, I, I read that was because she they were like you need to pay you haven't so wire transferred sent, yeah. us so she sent them this expensive bottle of champagne and that was the final straw and they were like you need to get out now because you haven't paid any of your bills and Wait, yet you've sent us, us this <laughs> but at the same time she yeah. is giving like her go-to is a hundred dollar tips, so yeah. like no matter what, she's giving out a hundred dollar tips to hotel staff. Um, yeah, which makes yeah again the when you read that is like well, you know, then the rich people aren't noticing, mm-hmm. and she's making these people's day a bit better. Like if someone tipped me a hundred dollars, thrilled, thrilled. <laughs> Um, Speaking of, we do have a Patreon for weird things. You can't tip us $100. Please don't try. Just If you have spare change, you can give it to us. But we do give you content in return. Quick little plug there. My favourite bit is this obsession with the ADF, which is the thing she wants to set up, which is stands for the Anna Delvey Foundation. Because... It really shows the narcissism there. <laughs> so essentially, I I don't really know what the intention with the Anna Delby Foundation is. I think it's to display art, but it's also like a members-only club. Yeah. You would think with a name like the Anna Delby Foundation, it might be to do some good, and then you would really be on the side that she's stealing money, but she's helping people. It's a members-only art club, from what I understand. Yeah, like Soho House, which I've never been yeah. to, but I've walked past. Lovely. <laughs> I know it exists. <laughs> so yeah, that's what her aim is. Um, and that's kind of what she presents, why she's stealing all this money for. Yeah. So that it can go towards this house that's going to help so many people. <laughs> Not sure. And she doesn't really... Um, so she kind of acts like she's crowdfunding. She's always like speaking yep. to lawyers. She's always talking to hedge fund managers, mm-hmm. businessmen, billionaires. Like, she is really, like, swimming in the pool of it. Um, I'm just trying to find the bit where we talk about... So she she hires a PR firm as well mm-hmm. to, like, throw her a birthday party in Soho. Love this. Um, she... At this birthday party, she convinces uh, Michael Zufu Hwang um, to go to the Venice Biennale uh, on his money yep. so he like flies them out to the venice biennale they go and look at some art he pays for everything yep. so it's i think it's like a three thousand dollar trip yep. which is like nothing to him so he never asked for it back um the soho the party in soho where it's held they reach out to him on instagram because they see a polaroid of him and anna at this party yeah. and they say um she 
can someone, can you contact Anna? Because she hasn't paid us um, for this party. And this, it was only now that he started to think she wasn't quite legit. So after he's like... After all this. <laughs> I mean, there is an element of thinking, like, it, it does seem quite dumb that, like, the Soho place where she has the party, they not get a deposit. Like, that's they very unusual yeah. that someone yeah. would have a party and then you confirm payment like you always do it beforehand (laughs) or you at least take the deposit so there is an element of again well if you couldn't come up with a smarter way of doing things you were kind of waiting for this to happen which i realize is victim Hmm. blaming a business um and i don't fully agree with it but (laughs) why were they why did they not at least get a deposit or something or maybe they did but like why don't you take payment before someone has the event? I think that's quite normal. <laughs> like, I think people because yeah, it was like a massive party. Yeah, I feel like well, when you clearly. have a wedding, yeah. you pay for the space before, <laughs> and, and that's the only equivalent I can think of to this. So she should have paid. Yes, before you but allowed she, her to have she, the party. But she probably was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll just do it in a big wire transfer yeah. afterwards," because I don't know how much it's going to be. Like she probably just blanked Which away is kind it and of like, uh, "Okay." For context, that's just kind of what she does with the whole thing. She it always comes yeah. down to wire transfers. I don't really understand how a wire transfer works, but it seems to work the majority di- of times. Why is it different from sending money to someone I else's have bank no account? No idea. I don't know. Because she that's how she gets away with staying in these hotels and that she's like, Oh, I'll just yeah. wire transfer you and then doesn't happen. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> um but yeah, with but, with the Yeah, like, with the gallery. Yeah. She gets quite close to actually getting it at one point. Like she has nearly the amount of money she needs to buy this place that she could have the Anadelphi Foundation is- in. Yeah, this is where the problems come in for her. Oh, yeah. um, not at first, like the hotels try and sue her for this. But um, yeah, so she manages to befriend Gabriel Calatrava, sorry, who is one of the sons of a famed architect called Santiago. Yeah. And his family have a real estate advisory company which helped her secure the lease. Um, well, she told people he'd helped her yeah. secure the lease. So this could be fake. Yeah. But um, it could be, maybe she just met him at a party. Yeah, and she was like, that's it, I've got the lease now. <laughs> So she chooses um, a 45,000 square feet, um, the historic church missions house, which is on the corner of Park Avenue and 22nd Street in New York. So you can imagine. This is why I'm always surprised that like she hadn't scammed people out of more money because <laughs> for this to happen anywhere in the world, I would have thought she'd scam them out of more money. But for it to happen in New yeah. York, which is notoriously, notoriously expensive, how was it only like two hundred and whatever thousand? She nearly had this maybe, place. Yeah, I think it's because she maybe she was te- like the story she was concocting yeah. about it was that she was so close to nearly getting. But the maybe lease she was, and that she well, was. To be fair, yeah. with this, she kind of like messed banks about. She like went. To, I, <laughs> I can't explain this because I don't really understand it. But I think she went to one and asked for a loan from them. And then went to yeah. another, said, I've got this money, so can I get more of a loan? Got more of a loan. And some, something like that happened. And then that meant that she had essentially nearly the amount she needed. Yeah, because what I think... Um, I'm just trying to find it. So I think I read... Uh, it was in the cut article. Mm-hmm. So what she does is... 
and bear with it because it's quite a lot. It's quite complicated what she does, yeah. but it kind of makes sense when it's explained this way. And this was the easiest way I found. So she submits a document claiming a net worth of 60 million euros in a Swiss bank account, which, you know, Swiss bank accounts are notoriously private yeah. and they've got like, it's like a tax haven or whatever. Um, so she submits this to the City National Bank in pursuit of a $22 million loan. So this is how much she wants. The next month, she submitted the same document, documents to Fortress in an attempt to secure a 25 to $35 million loan. So she clearly was like, City National Bank aren't going to give it to me. I'm going to go yeah. to Fortress instead. And I'm going to ask for more money yeah. <laughs> because then she'd have like nearly the $60 million. So the, that bank asked her for $100,000 to perform due diligence. Yeah. She then convinced a representative of City National to extend her $100,000 line of credit, which she then wired to yeah. Fortress. So this is fraud. This is money yes, that she does not literally. have, but she's presenting that she has it. Then, apparently spooked by Fortress's decision to send representatives to Switzerland to personally check her assets, she withdrew herself from the process halfway through, wiring the remaining $55,000 to Citibank account that she used for personal expenses. Um, so then she sp- she goes on like a shopping spree. She puts this $55,000 yeah. into a shopping account. <laughs> then she deposits $160,000 worth of bad checks into the same account, managing to withdraw $70,000 before they were returned which is how she managed to pay off the 11 Howard, so her hotel yep. bill, um, and then to buy her concierge friend a T-shirt. <laughs> Just a T-shirt? <laughs> yeah. So she was like, but it was like a $400 oh, T-shirt. Right. Okay. What? So What was so special about this T-shirt? She goes, so she gets kicked out of the hotel. Yeah. She's friends with a concierge called Nev. Nev goes across the street and she's like, this colour would look beautiful on you. And Nev's like, yeah, this is my favourite colour. So Anna buys her the t-shirt and that's... See, that's like, like, things like big... that are pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's like trying to be nice in this person. Yeah. So she, in May, Anna convinced the company Blade to charter her a $35,000 jet to Omaha by sending them a forged confirmation of a wire transfer for Deutsche Bank. So she's also forging documents at this point. Like, that's not great, Anna. (laughs) And she also has the business card of the CEO of Blade, Mm -hmm. but she met him at a Soho house party. Um, So he says he doesn't know who she is, but she's like, trust me, I'm good for it because I've got the the business card of the CEO. So she was very, like, calculated in her connections and she knew who people were beforehand. It surprises me how easily she manages to do it all because, like, if you've ever dealt with a bank or, like, needed something, it's such a pain. You know, people trying to get, like, a mortgage and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, they they can't. It's a real... It's just a real hassle. She seems to walk into these places and she's just like, here's some forged documents. No one really checks and boom. (laughs) She's on her way. Like... And they just drop it as well. And, like, she knows the people of people. So it, like, doors open for her. It really is that shows you the extent of how corrupt that society is and making sure that they keep the best things for themselves. Um, But, yeah, but the way she, like, spends other money, she just spends it on holding big dinners. She is buying all these, like, branded things from, like, Acne Studios and Supreme. Um... And then, but she's so extravagant with it that everyone's like, oh, she didn't pay me. She made me pay for her yeah. taxi. Oh, but it's fine because that was like $50. Yeah. So she's super rich. So she'll pay me back um, at a later date. Um, but yeah, so my favorite things about the, uh, what's it called? The art house yes. thing she wanted to create was that she was telling everybody that 
Um, it was going to be a rotating array of pop-up shots created by Daniel Ashram, who she knew from her purple days, and exhibitions and installations from blue-chip artists like Urs Fischer, Damien Hirst, Jeff Koons, and Tracy Emin. For the inaugural event, Anna told people the artist Christo had agreed to wrap the building in the way that he does for, like... Yeah. He just puts a big bow on it, really, but it's, yeah. you know, it is a building. Um, and the man who he owns the building, Abby Rosen... This, this poor man, we're he just does. like, he just puts a big bow on it. And he's on his you way. You call it art. Yeah, just a big bow. <laughs> I could put a big bow on a building. Just need a ladder. <laughs> oh my God, stop complaining. <laughs> Yeah, give me give me a roll of wrapping paper. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give a good stab at it for like quarter of the price. Um, so he, the owner of the building, also owned the eleven Howard that she was staying in, and she, she was got she got to a point because of all her connections, she was talking to people high up in the food and beverage industry about how they were going to stock the bars of this place. It's like so people strange. believed it was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's the thing, like, it's weird how close she gets to it happening. Like, has, at this point, is she contacting these artists? Are these artists aware that it's happening? I don't think they're aware that it's happening. But, like, imagine if they did. Imagine if she's, like, sliding into Tracy Emmons' DMs. (laughs) She's like, hey. Yo, Tracy. Tracy, uh, how would you feel? (laughs) It's not set in stone, but... I'm going to put you beside a giant shitty Jeff Koons. Yes. Art. You're welcome. <laughs> I imagine. It's where your art belongs. Yeah. But it seems like, I I mean, her background is in art and fashion, I think. I might be wrong. Um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, Anna, that is. And I get, like, I, it just seemed like an odd selection of artists. I don't know why. Like, I didn't expect her to come up with those artists, but. I guess. I think it's people who in like pop culture yeah. recognise the most as artists who have made it, whether you like them exactly. or not. Like I have a personal vendetta against Damien Hirst, which we have explored yes. on this podcast before. But like it's just like, oh, who's who's it yeah. at the moment? Who's been it for the past like thirty years? I'm gonna grab them and I'm gonna grab them and then they'll be there because that will prove that I've like made yeah. it in the same way. But she manages to like do all the different financial things because she someone tells her to get in touch with Joel Cohen, mm. who prosecuted the Wolf of Wall Street, the like actual guy. He puts her in touch with a partner, who I think it's called Andy Lance, okay. who then is like talking to these banks on her behalf. So she manages again to position herself in the best place to receive um all of this. And she'd like phone him in the middle of the night as well. And it's just so strange that you get like so much of it is word of mouth yeah. and you get credibility from the people that you know and i think that's just a stupid way to run yeah anything it's very <laughs> stupid <laughs> yeah so so what what next thing should we well, go my to my next thing is really um the infamous holiday but i don't know i feel like there is a couple of things before that when she the holiday that she goes on with um, I want to call her Natalie, but Rachel. Yeah. Oh. Rachel is <laughs> Caroline such Natalie. a Natalie Beach in this situation. <laughs> she does exactly what Natalie does with Caroline Calloway in that she just writes about it and does quite well off the writing. Yeah. And I, I think everyone's response is, well, good for you. <laughs> uh, but I feel like there is maybe some steps before that bit because it is one of the, like, the penultimate bits. Yeah. 
I think a lot of what happens is that she's just getting um she gets turned down for loan requests and um she's looking forward to financing but i think this is when she starts to panic and starts to put money into different accounts and see how far she can get with it she her cards are all getting declined when they're going out for dinner um and she makes like the waiter try all these different cards to make sure that they go through and then her friend has to pick up the bill which she's like oh it's only three hundred dollars but Anna's already spent so much money of me, so, yeah. you know, like, what is that? Even though I've never spent that much money yeah. on food <laughs> before. Um, and she's getting, like, kicked out of the hotels because the Eleven Howard doesn't have a credit card on file for her, which is, again, standard practice, but apparently they were, like, stressed and she was high profile and she just said, I'll wire transfer you the money. Um, so she owes the hotel $30,000, She's been charging all her meals from Le Cuckoo, which I didn't know was a restaurant, but she's been charging all of them yeah. to her room in the same place as well. So she's racked up a bill with them. Um, and yeah, so this is when she sends, when they're like, you need to pay us. She sends a Dom Perignon yeah. champagne and they're like, right, yeah. we need the money or we're locking you out. She does pay the money, but her bills are still... Yeah wrapping up so she's kind of claimed this fraudulently this money she doesn't have it's like yeah. she gets one loan then she pays something else off it's typical credit card fraud yeah. but just on a massive scale um she still hasn't given the hotel a working credit card she is locked out of the room and they put all of her stuff in storage so she's in omaha when her friend the concierge nev texts her um, and then she's like, I'm at dinner with Warren Buffett. So, you know, I can't believe they've done this to me. So I think she does go to Omaha, but I don't think she meets Warren, Warren Buffett. This is the yeah, $35,000 I mean, charted I think she, thing to get I feel to like maybe she was <laughs> an event he was at, or he was maybe a table that she was yeah. at, but it was a massive table. Um, I don't think it was like an intimate dinner, <laughs> you know? No. No, it wasn't just her and if Warren. If it was... <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> that was yeah, she's really she's really made it <laughs> in that sense. Um she's so mm. furious when she comes back. She buys webbed names in the names oh of all God. the managers at the Eleven Howard and then says that she's gonna they're gonna have to pay her one day to buy their names back from her because um she's you know and why? it's like that's such a strange form know, of what you think why revenge would, they really would be want like the web domain of their name because like i i don't know someone could buy my name as a web domain and then just kind of be like okay well what yeah like what are you gonna do also, with the website what would i do like... with that website <laughs> so what would what would my great plan for a website with just my name as the web domain be just pictures of me because you're you're the celebrity. I guess. Just a very. <laughs> Did you ever hear hear that thing in um? I remember in like the early days of Tumblr, and I had two friends that were also on Tumblr at the same time as me, and we used to talk about it in science. So we were like yeah. probably like fourteen at this point, and one of my friends was like, "I'm making up all these domain names for Tumblr accounts okay, yeah. because people will buy them from me because they want them so yeah. badly." So she was like targeting fandoms. Mm-hmm. So that it's like a business model. It's, and I remember feeling like, it's smart, but who's going to buy well, something like, like a blog? If, you, if a book came out, like say in The Hunger Games, when it first came out, someone would get like the Tumblr, Tumblr URL, Canners Everdeen. 
but other people would be like hang on i want that so then they would like fight over it so maybe she thought it was this sort of situation um (laughs) but i don't think people really care about themselves having like having their own name as a web domain not so much i don't think unless you're doing like i've got one to showcase writing or it's it's like not it isn't usually just like holly miller it'll be like holly miller blank like something else yeah not many people would just have their name as a web domain you would have it like this this is my name this is what i'm doing here if it was just (laughs) your name it's just pictures of you like that's all it can be (laughs) it's just your instagram yeah really really. (laughs) It, it genuinely is um so this is when she's like she moves out and she's going back uh Oh, she's just come back from Morocco and she's got kicked out of the hotel. So, the Morocco trip. Yeah, so she goes to Morocco because I think things are going a bit wrong. And she decides, up, you know what, yeah. I need a break. So she goes to Morocco and she takes <laughs> Rachel, who is a Vanity Fair photo department employee. So she's not like one of these rich, rich, rich people. She's not like the no. daughter of a millionaire or something. Maybe she is. I just, I don't think she is. Um, she's a pretty just working girl. She also takes her personal trainer, I think. Um, yeah, she I does. Don't, Who's never no, named, never but named. she's the trainer. The personal trainer is just there. <laughs> so they go to Morocco. And to begin with, I think they're having a lovely time. It kind of, uh, Anna says to both Rachel and the trainer, like, I will pay for everything. Because they're, kind of, they're like, we can't afford yeah. this trip. She's like, don't worry, I got it. They pay for their flights so that's all squared up they did that themselves but after that she's yeah. like everything's on me and you know special treat on me i'm gonna pay for like us to stay in this seven thousand dollar a night villa <laughs> i think that's how much it is yeah it is it's seven thousand dollar a night um and so they get there they're having fun because she's paying this much for the villa a night and she's kind of paying for everything else I guess Rachel and the trainer are like, okay, well, we don't mind paying for, like, the meals, you know? We can spare a yeah. little change for some meals and some of the clothing as well. Like, we'll just sort that out for you. Don't worry. And then something happens, and I'm I'm not quite sure what it is. I think maybe the personal trainer gets sick or for some reason needs yeah. to go home and goes to the reception and is like, listen, I gotta go. They're like, you can't. We can't let you check out because someone needs to pay because we don't have a working credit card on file someone needs to pay for this you've racked up quite a big bill they then go to the room where anna and rachel are and they're like you have to pay you know we're not leaving until you've paid anna is she's like i you know my credit there must be some sort of issue i need to get this wired over Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have to wait while i get this wired they're like no so she turns to Rachel and says, would you mind just covering it for now? Like, I'll send you the money. Which, you you know, you might be thinking, not, not such a bad deal then if she's sending the money. Except the bill was for $62,000. Which is more than Rachel was, like quite a substantial amount more than what Rachel was making in a year. Uh, so I don't yeah. even know how it went through on her card. It was her, it was the Vanity Fair expenses card that she had for work I mean Vanity Fair must have been fuming but at the same time they've probably got their money's <laughs> worth out of the whole situation can you believe that and it's, 
So she thought it was never going to come out because it was just to have the credit card so that the money was good for... And then Anna's bank transfer was going to go through before the money was taken out of the travel expense account. And then when she realises that she gets home that the money's actually come out of the expense account and now she has to talk to her boss about it because... So it wasn't like... $62,000? How long have they been there for? Like two days? It wasn't like she'd spent... Like she'd charged her Uber to the card... And it, like, and she like got home, and the Uber was a little bit more expensive than anticipated. Like, can yeah. you imagine charging to a work expenses card sixty two thousand dollars and having to explain that? Because she oh. didn't, she didn't know that she'd been scammed at this point. So, like, how is she explaining yeah. that? Oh, don't worry, my friend will transfer you, you in a couple of days. When there's never been any money like materialized, she just spends it, and she just and they talk about like how there's muscle, and um, they're actually really threatening and saying that they're gonna like send her to jail because of what she's done and because she can't pay. So Anna's just like crying throughout this whole thing. Very yes. Caroline Galloway again. It's like I can't handle with the consequences of my actions. I'm just gonna sit here and sob hysterically. <laughs> it is, it is a, like Rachel is very much in a similar situation to Natalie, in, in which yeah. she is living my worst nightmare. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine the confrontation she had at work? Oh my! You just know that you'd be like, I, I think I'd vomit. I think I would just be like an absolute wreck. I think I'd thinking I was going to go to jail. Yeah, I'd take yeah. myself to the police station. Yeah, <laughs> like lock me up. <laughs> I think it would be just one of those situations that I would just have to like call my mum and cry and be like, I don't know what to do, mum. She'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what to do either. She was like, Why are you calling me? Don't put this on me. you're the one that's like it's not a small mistake here um 62 grand is unbelievable so the trainer doesn't really know very much of what unfolds in the rest of (laughs) to be the the trainer in this situation i i like if i was rachel in the situation i would wish i was the trainer because she just left (laughs) she just left she just left she had food poisoning but like she was fine she gets the hysterical call from anna who's alone at the four seasons in casablanca saying there's a problem with her bank and that all her credit cards weren't going through and that the this hotel so she's like moved hotels she hasn't left yet she's still in morocco so the hotel are threatening to call the police the trainer speaks to the management who has said that, well, there's nothing we can do. She won't pay. We're going to phone the police. Why is the trainer... Anna so passes the phone. The trainer has no authority. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, she knows all these high-up yeah. people, supposedly, and she calls a personal trainer and says, will you just speak to the manager? <laughs> Doesn't she have, like, high-up connections? She knows the guy that, like, prosecutes the Wolf of Wall Street and she calls a personal but trainer. But how sad it is that that's all, she, that's all the people she can rely on? She's, like, people she's paying for. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so she promises that Anna's good for it and then she tells Anna she's going to book her a train ticket back to New York a train ticket a plane ticket and Anna's really thankful <laughs> train. but she asked to be flown first class yeah. back to New York be like well then I'm not so oh my god does, does, the, does the personal trainer pay for does. that I would not put no. up with this mainly because I don't even have like my bank would just not <laughs> allow me to do that <laughs> So I don't know how these people are doing it. I would not. I would not. I would be like, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to like sort your own travel out. I, I don't have the facilities for that. Like if you called me and you were at like trapped some, not trapped somewhere, <laughs> but if, if it was like a Natalie Beach situation yeah. where your plane had gotten cancelled and you literally had no money and you didn't know who to contact, I'd be like, okay, well, we'll yeah. sort something out. But if it's an issue where like 
I just had to speak to a hotel manager because you're not good to mm. pay for the bill. And a couple of days before, I was in the very same situation with you where you couldn't pay for yeah. a bill then. And one of our friends had to pay for it in the end. I maybe would think, huh, maybe I won't pay for this person to fly first class it's home. It's so cheeky. It's so like... You can tell at this point she's... It's not delusional, but it's kind of is that she believes that... Oh, yeah, I think she, she is. fully yeah. is this person who has this money and this is mm. just a mistake. And I think that's how she's, like, rationalised it in her head and thinks it's all going ahead with it still. But it's there's yeah. never been any money. Like, this was there was never money that she had to do this. So yeah. she flies back home. She turns up at the 11 Howard to collect her things in a rented Tesla. But again, it's that appearance of, like... I'm so yeah. wealthy, everything's going fine. She moves downtown to the Beekman Hotel, which I think is also expensive, but I don't know yeah. how much. Um, she's getting reminders from um, Mark Creamers, who she hired to do her branding work for the Anna Delvey Foundation. He hasn't been paid no, £16,800 for his fee for what he did over a year ago. He keeps emailing her financial advisor, Peter W. Henneke, but they keep bouncing back. And Anna replies to this by saying, Peter passed away last month. Please refrain from contacting or mentioning any communication with him going forward. So she just, like, she kills him off. She creates this character and then she kills him off kills when it gets him. too difficult. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. It is She's funny. allowed it to is. stay 20 days at the Beekman Hotel, but then they realised that she didn't have a working credit card on file and they didn't receive the wire transfer for $11,000. So they locked her out of her hotel room and confiscated her belongings in a similar way. Another two days later, she's at the W Hotel, which ends similarly. So they only let her stay for two days, yep. which I think the fact that the people are letting her stay one for like three months in a row, two yeah. for 20 days in a hotel without paying... That's a very long time. Again, it's like you pay a lot of hotels. You have to pay yes. a deposit as well. You'd think after it happened at one hotel and she'd not paid for a twenty, nearly a month stay there, <laughs> that it would become news in the hotel Surely, scene. At they least. must be talking to each other. And then she wouldn't go to uh, yeah, exactly. So what what happened there? Especially the fan- some of the fanciest hotels yeah. in New York. You don't have like a. No one there has connections to other hotels where they can be like, hang on, uh, just so you know, we've had, or maybe it was some sort of sabotage situation that they were sending Yeah, her. maybe. Like, she left their hotel and they were like, oh, maybe try this yeah, one. shit. Knock out the competition. Yeah. Let's play a prank on them by sending yeah. Anna Delvey their way. <laughs> Silly, they see who, like, has the longest. It's like a competition. Yeah. You had it for a month. Idiots. I only had it for two days. So... Yeah, you she's effectively it. homeless at this point. She's wandering around her expensive things, and then she turns up at the trainer's yeah. apartment, crying, begging to stay. The trainer's like, "You can't stay. I have a date. You're ruining my time and my life." Um, Wait, so the trainer, the trainer's limit <laughs> was not having to pay First for the private, like the what is it called, business class on the plane? I can't. It's too posh. Um, it wasn't that. It was her just asking to stay at the flat and her saying no because she had a date she was like that was was the limit can i say she was like this is a really bad time like she doesn't know she's been kicked out of the hotels before so this is a very weird limit for this (laughs) like i just find it weird that like a couple of like last month she's paid a ridiculous amount for her to get like a plane home 
And this month, she she's like, she doesn't know any of this has gone wrong, but she's like, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, good for her for standing up for herself, but it seems like a weird place to but set your But she still limit. lets her stay, and this is where she demands the oh, um, God. expensive bottled water. And she's like crying and sobbing, saying about talking about how tired she is. So the trainer takes Rachel Williams, who then divulges what happens in Morocco. Um, so what's Rachel been doing? Rachel's just now? been like, I'm not going to communicate with her. Like, I don't. What's she been doing about the massive like debt? I don't know. She's she doesn't mention it in the articles, but I'd I'd be intrigued. God, it's got to have been. It's been like a month. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Because like at that point, it's not like she can go to the police because technically, Anna's not done anything wrong that could be like persecuted in that no. situation. Which is the scary thing that you could be in that situation with anyone yeah. you know. Where they end up like getting a massive bill and you have to pay it, and then because they, they say you're gonna, they're gonna pay you back, and they don't, and you can't do anything about that because technically they've done yeah. nothing wrong. All she does is she gets, so it's like a month later, um, she gets mm-hmm. five thousand dollars from Anna, and that's it. And she says her excuses turned Kafka esque, so it was all like wrapped up in the bureaucratic, like I can't get it from this account because of this account, and so. She what what she does say is that she gets to a point where she's like following Anna around and is like, "You need to pay me this. I'm gonna turn up tomorrow." And then she's like, "I'll do it later." And then she makes her wait the whole day and she basically is just like, "Anna, you need to pay me." And then she pays her this five thousand dollars. Um, so the trainer kicks Anna out the next morning, and she's really annoyed when she sees that she's left her laptop behind. Anna turns up in the lobby, refuses to leave until the trainer comes back. So the doorman is texting Anna, um, texting the trainer, being like. She's still here. What do you want me to do? And she's like, well, I'm not yeah. coming down. She needs to just go. She waits. She leaves at midnight. She gets there like in the middle of the day. <laughs> she waits in the lobby until midnight before she finally leaves. Um, oh so she's God. like, I feel like a prisoner in my own home because she's sitting there waiting for me. And then it's this month that she gets filed of theft of service charges by Beekman and the W. So not the 11 Howard. The 11 Howard yeah. are like... No... I think the Eleven Howard are They're embarrassed. sick of her at this point. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's embarrassing for the Beekman to have had her for a month, but the Eleven <laughs> Howard were just, like, chilling with her for ages. Yeah. So they just must be embarrassed. They probably didn't want to admit to it. <laughs> She's... This is the first time she appears in the Post, the New York Post, um, citing when she yep. tried to dine and dash at La Parca restaurant. She told police she'd get a friend to pay it if they gave her a minute and stop making such a big deal out of it, but no friend arrived. And she hires um, a lawyer who sees her through all her criminal trials, Todd Spodek. Um, and yep. that it was all a misunderstanding. And his first impression of her was very strange. Todd Spodek <laughs> seems like an idiot. No offence to this man, because like, he didn't have much to work with. Uh, but any different direction he could have gone in. And he chooses the weirdest directions for these trials. Which I guess we'll get to in a minute. But the the restaurant thing, when she tries to skip out on the bill, yeah. seems so dramatic. Because, if you don't know, that is rumours... Well, it is yes. going to happen. There's going to be a Netflix show about this. They just don't know if it's going to be a documentary or a full-flown TV show at the minute. Um, if it's a TV show, or even a movie, I cannot <laughs> wait for this scene. 
because she just tries to leave and she's like accosted by the police and i think it's the first <laughs> bit where she's like oh god i've really made she's a like, mistake fine. now my friend's gonna pay and then no friend comes yeah <laughs> like how do you get out of that oh, how do you get out of it you can imagine like this just crying and like flailing arms and be like don't touch me and just the whole thing is just like falling down around it. it. Uh, but yeah todd um the lawyer when they're in trial um he compares of all the people to compare it to he compares anna to frank sinatra why because he's like she's kind of like the american dream i mean i think these <laughs> this is his words anna had to kick down the door to get her chance at life just like sinatra had to do it his way <laughs> anna had to do it her way of all the comparisons he could have made like there clearly is like a robin hood comparison he could have gone down and been like you know what she takes from the rich but she gives to the poor and i'd be a bit more on board with it but where did he come up with frank sinatra especially because sinatra had like mafia links like exactly sinatra but i guess that's his point like he did it his way and she's doing it her way you know like he didn't do it the best way but he did it and we all love him yeah um a little bit of crime it's ain't just hurt nobody so... <laughs> and the thing the thing about todd as well because he's so high up and this is like a big case people are helping with this there's people underneath him that helped come up with this argument so there were several people that thought, you know what's going to kill in court? Frank Sinatra. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves Sinatra. Yeah. He did nothing wrong with the law. We'll just bring him in. It's so bizarre. And if you hadn't guessed, it doesn't work. No, it it absolutely doesn't work. But so the trainer and Rachel Williams attempt to organize an intervention, which again, when the why? drama... Rachel, leave! Like, go to the police, I don't care, but, like, yeah. why? Why are you still even trying? She's <laughs> made, like, surely she's lost her job because of this. Yeah. If Vanity Fair is still employing her for spending, like, however many thousands on their company <laughs> card, Vanity Fair are just as stupid as anyone else. Yeah. Or maybe they know that the story's going to be good for it, so they're keeping Rachel on, like, to invest, as, like, I an investigative journalist. It, yeah, they were like, we're not going to pay you for, like, the next year. But if you write some good articles about it, that's okay. For a holiday you were miserable on. Like, yeah. You didn't even have a good time. Um, so yeah, so they go to a local restaurant. They ask her why she's done it, um, who she really is, if she even planned to pay anyone back. She brushed them all off. She got really, really angry. She starts to cry. Um, she said she'd had enough to pay everyone once the lease had been signed, as in the lease for church missions on Park Avenue. Also, hasn't that building gone now? Like, I felt the like building's some- gone. Yeah, yeah. someone's and she it. has to show us. She's like, it's just been like it's just been sold, and then she's like, it's fake news. Another scene that I am very excited to see play out on a I TV show. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Will be so like it's got to be funny, but also like you're gonna be watching it like what the hell like she purely must be delusional at this point she's either really just committing to this bit or she's delusional yeah yeah she's like she's fully bought into her own lie and i think that's kind of remarkable that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you get so far and then she's like well i've got this far so why would i not try it like why would i not do it any bigger so essentially it's all just completely going wrong at this point um she it's revealed in the court documents that she made up peter w henke um who was her family's advisor um her cell phone number belonged to a now defunct burner phone from a supermarket and um 
She had her misdemeanor charges pending. She deposited two bad checks into the account's signature bank, netting her $8,200, which is how she managed to take away the plan trip to California. So she's, it's all being unraveled. Um, so she faced six counts of grand larceny and attempted grand larceny in addition to theft of services, according to the indictment. So she goes to prison. She does, and she doesn't just go to any prison. She goes to Rikers Island, which is like one of the worst prisons. Um, and she's not there for the whole time. I think she's there before she goes to court and she gets the sentencing. Uh, but when asked about... You know, it's a horrible, horrible prison. I just like yeah. all, most prisons are, but this is like terrible. But when asked about whether she regrets going, like she could have changed it. But when asked if she regrets it, she says she doesn't want to cut out that experience from her system. She doesn't want to cut. Want it like that's so bizarre that like, wouldn't you be like, yeah, I really didn't want to go to jail. Like it, it was one of the worst <laughs> experiences of my life. She doesn't want to cut it from her system. She's pretty chill about the whole thing. Yeah, because um, she sees it as a sociological experiment, is uh, another quote-unquote. Um, and she made friends. She finds the murderers most interesting. And there were a couple of other girls for, in there for financial crimes. And she didn't realise it was so easy to steal other people's identities. See, she's, you know, that's the real girl boss moment of it all. <laughs> but I think one... So this is how she came to my attention during the trial in, I guess, kind of a clever move in terms of publicity, but not a clever move in terms of not going to prison. She <laughs> hires a, like, stylist who's yes. style her. And when she explains it, it kind of makes sense. She says that, like, in prison, you can't have your hair done or your makeup done, and you're, like, wearing the same thing all the time. So, you know, if you get the opportunity to be styled and wear nice clothes for a bit, yeah. you're going to want to do it. Um, don't think it came off that well in court, but social media loved it because she was they just, obsessed you know... obsessed with... And a lot of the article headlines that people were writing mm-hmm. were so similar to the de- the defendant wore Louboutins. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, they were all written in that kind of... That very Nancy Joe, what she coined with Alexis Nyers. And it was amazing to see it yep. in, like, the history of it. That she was being painted as this very, like, glamorous... And I... She's not glamorous. I don't think as... You know, she's not, like, classically beautiful or very, like, as an elegant person. Mm. But they made sure that she was very, like polished and had this this signature look even as she was sitting there on the well i feel like the famous look was the the dress and the choker yes Um, i think that's the one that everyone kind of remembers or if you don't go look into it because it's so bizarre but at the same time like i get why she did it and i also feel like if that was an opportunity for me i would probably take it but you know she's paying pretty hefty legal fees and (laughs) now she's paying for a stylist and it's not just like some little old stylist it's someone who's like styled celebrities yeah um yeah they were looking at the brand of anna delvey still so i don't know how she's paying that i think what so the lawyer made her sign um a thing saying that he would get part of her assets which i think is different from you know her paying him upright So he wasn't working pro bono, but he's probably getting massive cut of whatever's happening now with like the deals that she's signing for selling her story. Because there's a New York law where criminals can't benefit from their notoriety. Yeah, because I think it's called the Son of Sam law. Netflix have bought the rights to the story. Yeah, she's not going to get any money from that. 
Which I feel like, I don't think she did the right thing, and I don't think she should get money, but at the same time, it is her story. I feel like she should Mm. be able, like, I don't know. I don't know. She's paid it for legal fees, paying back the banks, paying back everyone that she, like, defrauded, except Rachel, um, because I think that part of it got thrown out. She's not keen on Rachel. Like, yeah. I don't know if... So, the best the best interview, I think, with her is, like, the 60 Minutes interview. If you've not seen it, go watch it. It's so bizarre. Uh, but they ask her about Rachel at one minute, and she's like, you know, essentially is kind of like, it's none of her business. But it fully is, because you, yeah. uh, you know, you, you stole a lot. Of, like, you put her in hot water. Let's say oh, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she is not keen on her. And, you know... Again, the 60 Minutes interview, please go watch it. Because one person that Anna reminded me of in a very weird way, and I don't know why, and I'd love someone else's opinion, um, she reminds me of Trisha Paytas in the interview. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it's tone of voice, or they'll be like saying, you know, don't you feel bad about that? And her response is just so like, she'll giggle or something like that. And she'll be like, no, why would I feel bad? And it has like, it's so Trisha Paytas to me. And I don't know why. So I'd love someone else's opinion on that. But yeah, the outcome is that she she doesn't really have any regrets on this. No, um, she did get let out um, yeah. in February this year um, after serving, was it two years? Yeah, three I years? think it was, two, it was two or three. Because she was sentenced to between four and twelve mm. years, which is quite she, a discrepancy in time. And she got out on good behaviour, which I think is yeah. a big surprise. Because <laughs> in twenty twenty, in October, she said, "I just want to say that I'm really ashamed. I'm really sorry for what what I did." So she does, you know, say that mm. she apologises. I completely understand that a lot of people suffered when I thought I was not doing anything wrong, which is also like kind of that apology you make when it's like, "Sorry, you were hurt by yeah. what I did," not like, "I'm sorry yeah, for what I did exactly. to you." Um. But now she's out. Like, she was interviewed by BBC Newsnight, which I wasn't expecting. I don't know if you saw that. They asked her if crime pays, and she said, in a way, it did. And that she was most annoyed about being portrayed as this wannabe socialite that flaunted her wealth, as she said this was never her goal. Hmm. So what were you doing, girl boss? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like, just admit it. Just admit it. (laughs) Like... And uh, yeah, like we said, the Netflix money that she's got, so she was paid um, $320,000, which is more than she ever, like, she was charged for defrauding, which I think is really strange that, you know, she's, she wasn't like rewarded for it. But um, yeah, so the authorities froze her bank, allowed her victims to make claims. But in this case, the victims are the hotel chains and like, Big businesses and yeah. people that she's defrauded. So at least one hundred ninety nine thousand dollars of that was used to pay back banks, according to the Business Insider, plus another twenty four thousand dollars to settle state fees. So she probably won't see very much of it. But yeah. she sells merch. Apparently, yeah. she's writing a book, and uh, she's working on prison reform. But she's back in prison. She's back in prison. Oh, yeah, she's back in prison for like um, immigration. Oh, yes, they yeah. might deport her. They might deport her, so they're just keeping her in prison. Like, I tried to find an update recently. There's been nothing on her since her going back to prison. So it it makes God. me worry a little. Um, I yeah. assume she's just waiting there to find out. They In the 60 Minutes interview, they sort of, I think, speak to her about going back to prison. And she says, 
Germany is worse than prison. So <laughs> she would rather be in prison than get deported back to Germany, which I really don't think Germany is worse than prison. Um, and I think German... Like, she wouldn't be imprisoned in Germany, so she'd no, be free. Germany's great. She's just saying she doesn't like Germany. <laughs> um, which is her, which is like not not the best hill to die on. Um, <laughs> just to make that point, so I've tried desperately to find like a a today update, but I think she's just in prison. Mm. So maybe gonna get deported. I reckon yeah. she might be deported, Cause, but for like a solid month or, or like a, a bit of time, she was just walking around New York again, just living the <laughs> life again, and then. Boom! Before she knew it, she was back. She's back in prison. Back so, bars. I don't know. She. I feel like she definitely has the most consequences out of any of the girl bosses. Like the con. Like she actually receives consequences to her actions, but just not massively so. And I feel like the only person that really misses out is Rachel. Who, but then again, she yeah. has a book now, so she's probably making yeah. a good amount of money on that hopefully and her career was able to keep going because of the articles that she was able to write um yeah and for one of them was for vanity fair so clearly they're not like on bad terms yeah hopefully not i mean i'm (laughs) i do genuinely wonder if she had to write the article for free because they were like we're not going to pay you for it because you still it was probably it'd be interesting i'd love to find that out um i really want to know more about what that month was like where she just like was she fired i have to know like she must have been fired <laughs> um that's so bizarre but i think that's everything yeah and i think it's sad again in that sense that what she was chasing was really like empty and hollow and presenting a life that she didn't have and didn't have the means to support but had a really good time while she did it yeah. and it's almost like i think she sees that as probably being worth it because she always wanted... I don't know if she always wanted to be famous. I think she wanted to be rich. I think she wanted to be, like, part of that elite, but I don't think it was, like... She was really looking for fame and celebrity. I don't think she was looking for fame. I think she just probably looked at more of the socialite side of things and like that, because, you know, if she was... She's in this sort of magazine scene in Paris as well, and then she's in New York. She's probably around a lot of people that are just rich like they're just rich and they don't do much um yeah and (laughs) And she was like i like this this is what i want to do with my life (laughs) also she says about like she she in the 60 minutes interview she's like i just kind of wanted to be at the top like she wanted a shortcut to the top Mm. and she says that the people up there didn't strike her as that smart or talented so because they're not i feel yeah exactly (laughs) she's probably just looking at a bunch of rich people and thinking it's that thing again like she was like thinking well i could do this and then most people would think but don't but she didn't have that bit in her head that said no don't do that she was just like well i could so i'm going to and let's just see how far i can take it um but uh, yeah she's she's i feel like she's the one girl boss that i just don't really like know how to feel about her because because like i think her actions are semi-understandable but at the same time, so bizarre and yeah. narcissistic. I think that's it. It's like the audacity of it and how willing she was to believe in her own lie yeah. at the end of it as well. And you do want... There are points where you're like, oh, but just pull back a little bit. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to go yeah. that hard, but she did. And she carried it through like, until she was, like, believing it. If she had just 
pretended to be the daughter of this like billionaire and then gone out for meals with a bunch of rich people where she got them to pay for her I think that like that's kind of like I get that I feel like a lot of people in those circles are probably quite false anyway she's probably not the first person to have done a similar sort of thing but it's it's then the the fraud uh (laughs) but for me it's mainly like the whole Rachel thing I think I'm I don't like how she was treating the people who actually were there for her, but also yeah. didn't have the money that she well she, that she was saying she had. Or yeah, yeah, they weren't the to people. pay for her. Yeah, to pay for that end of the lifestyle, yeah. and it was, you know, made up mm. still. And she it was like fake to them as well, to the point where she defrauded them. And I think that's yeah, that you're right. I think that's what makes me feel really iffy about yeah. it as well. Because I didn't know about Rachel. When like when I first heard about it, I didn't know because I think the way people talk about it, it's just like, oh, girl boss, she like went around and just stole people's <laughs> money, and I was like, well, you know, you know, she just went around with the rich people and took took a bit of their money, yeah. took a bit of their money. But then when you bring in the fact that no, it was like she essentially took like made this girl pay for more than she makes in a year on a company mm. card. Yeah. No. Um. Shall we end it then? Yes. What are your thoughts on Anna Delvede? Do you think she's a icon or do you think she's just a bit of a sad, lonely lady? Or do you think she's complex? Is she both? Is she terrible? Is she both, yeah. But she's also iconic, but she's also sad. You know, what do you think? Please let us know if you have any thoughts on that. But we, before we go, we'd like to end on our favourite TikToks from this week that we've seen. I will yes. say my For You page this week has been full of, and I don't know if it has for you, Holly. This girl surprised her boyfriend at university, yes. and he had a very strange <laughs> reaction. He was sat on the sofa with a bunch of other girls, yep. and every TikTok, or like every five tick, like I'll see five TikToks, and then the fifth one will always be something about Couch Boy because he's got a bad <laughs> energy. And I like how we've all just collectively had the same response with this boy, who may be fully innocent in this situation. Have you seen the one of the girl recreating it? Yes, absolutely love it. It's just awkward. It's, it's awkward. just that really like... Ugh. Why did he react like that? Anyway, that's not my TikTok of the week. My TikTok this week is at Ash Truss. So it's just Ash and then T-R-U-S-S. Um, and she goes on a hinge date, but her best friend has dared her to act like Tro- Troy Bolton the whole time. <laughs> um, which I don't... I, she starts off by just like kind of saying Troy Bolton quotes, which is semi-normal. But then she starts telling him about her life and she's just telling him Troy Bolton's life story. And she's like, yeah, my dad was... My dad was the coach, but I was really into uh, musicals. And then at one point she even says the spring musicale, which I would think most people would then be like, there's something going on here. He never notices. And then he asks her out on a second date. So clearly didn't bother him. At one point she's just saying to him, what team? What team? And he's like, nothing, nothing from this man. Um, so yeah that's my favourite she's done another one as well I think she's going to make it kind of into a series where she just goes on dates and she um, does weird things because the first one is her on a date and she's been dared to say bada bing bada boom as much as possible (laughs) very funny I love that yeah (laughs) big fan (laughs) Um, mine is from at colour me lovely um, who does a situational like PR firm so yep. she's done one for Grimes 
And she's also done one for Elizabeth Holmes PR, mm-hmm. um, which is very, very funny. Where she's like, did you really... Oh, the, the transcripts are out about the text messages you've sent now. And we will do an Elizabeth Holmes episode, yes. but until the trial has been concluded, yes. I think, um, we might hold off on that for a little bit. But yeah, it's very... She's very, very good. And we love. We love, love Stan. Okay, well... If you enjoyed today, you can leave us a review or just give us a follow anywhere you want to. Like we say, links will be in the description. Uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed it and let us know if you had any thoughts on what we talked about today. And if you would like any bonus podcasts, feel free to check out our Patreon. There is two subscription options uh, and it's always there if you do have a little extra change this month. Yeah. Anyway, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.